Hola Fivers, Q here. And before we dive into today's amazing new High Five podcast episode, we're going to hear a quick word from our friends, the Chuck and Brad podcast. Give it a listen. Hey guys, we're Chuck and Brad. We're two comedians who do the Chuck and Brad podcast, a pop culture podcast based out of Rhode Island. We just wanted to let you know that we're going on a short comedy tour called Chuck and Brad Reimagine the Avengers. It's our own comedic retelling of the original Avengers movie, and we're touring the shows the same weekend that Avengers Endgame comes out. So come get a refresher and a new spin on the original Avengers movie before you go see Endgame. Thursday, April 25th, we'll be in Hartford, Connecticut at the CT Comedy Theater with B.J. Quagan, Andrew Morgan, and Stosh Makita. Saturday, April 27th, we'll be in New York City at the Pit Loft with Impractical Jokers tour opener Jiggy, Impractical Jokers writer Casey Jost, and UCB veteran Lisa Kleinman. Sunday, April 28th, we'll be at Laugh Boston with John Tilson, Logan O'Brien, Tyler Swain, and Dan Hall. All event info and tickets at chuckandbradpodcast.com. Every night we'll have the comics open up the show and we'll close with our live retelling of The Avengers. And for a tiny bit of background, we've done the podcast for 10 years. We've had on great guests like Jeff Tremaine, the director of the Jackass movies, the bands Bowling for Soup, Less Than Jake, Real Big Fish, Big D and the Kids Table, and many, many more. And if you're a big podcast listener, you might know me from uh, Tell Em Steve Dave. I work on film projects for the podcast Tell Him Steve Dave, which is made up of uh, Walton Bryant from AMC's Comic Book Men and Quinn from True TV's Impractical Jokers. I consistently do the film work for the Tell Him Steve Dave Patreon. So come on out, support this very weird live comedy show, and hopefully more and more podcasts will start doing their own live alternative shows. Once again, that's Chuck and Brad Reimagine the Avengers, New York City, Hartford, and Boston. See you at the end of the month. ChuckandBradPodcast.com. Now get ready for a brand new episode of High Five the Podcast, coming at you in high five, four, three, two, one. Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five the Podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now let's join Q and J in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning, this podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. Jay. Hey, Q. I have a story to tell you. Ooh, well that's good, because I'm already sitting crisscross applesauce. This is a story about two podcasters. Oh, very intriguing. In a town not too far from here. Oh, where's here? On an evening just like this. Oh, like what's tonight like? Two podcasters got together on the internet to record a new episode of their podcast. I'm I'm getting really nervous because this is similar to what I am experiencing right now. Their names were Lou and Kay. Okay, that, that's different than, than what I'm used to, so that is good. This they is definitely had, a story or a legend of some sort. I am not involved in this. They had beards. Oh, okay. And glasses. These guys sound dashing. They had been doing... A podcast about murder. Ooh, I like murder. Called Die Five. <laughs> Who did it now? Yes. But on this fateful night, these two podcasters were electrocuted oh, while no. recording. That sounds and it, very realistic. And it's said that they haunt the interwebs, searching <laughs> for a successful podcast duo to take over their bodies and finally live out their dreams as successful podcasters. Wait, we're a successful podcaster duo. Are you ready to high five, Kay? No! (laughs) Should we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five! High five, son! High five! Don't leave me hanging.
Hey, Jay. <laughs> hey, Q. Stu. That was pretty good, huh? It was. Uh, you know what? I... My favorite part of that was your thriller cackle at the end. <laughs> Wasn't it good? Uh, it was actually really good. I, Thanks. It felt pretty good. I got little good. goose pimples uh, all, all over my body. Uh, Those are called good. hives. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Those are hives. You broke out in hives just all over just your body. because of your cackle, yeah. <laughs> yes. I broke out in goose pimples. Oh, these aren't goose pimples. These are, these are pustules. Oh, wait. These are boils. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just have boils all over my I'm, body. You, I'm laughing so hard I just broke out in leprosy. <laughs> and, then, and then my nose fell off. Yeah. No, I'm, no, I'm, uh, you're, I was going to say my sides. My sides have fallen off. Have fallen off? Yeah. Because I'm you laughing look so, so hard. You look so thin without sides. Thank you. I've broken. Yeah, that's the leprosy. <laughs> Got that's it. what that is. It, it suits you. It's good Thank on you. you. You wear leprosy well. Or does it wear me? Well, that's the age-old question. I, I don't know. Does that make sense? <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. So, you Why know not? what does make sense? The fact that we're gathered tonight to talk about urban legends. Ooh. And but not actually... just any urban legends in film and oh, yeah. not just any oh. we don't mean the urban legends the movie with with but, michael rosenbaum <laughs> but if you interrupt me again <laughs> stop but actually no, i knew it no no but can we talk about urban legend the movie at some point because of course we can holy lord um we can't talk this topic without talking about the movie that is solely based its entire premise is urban legends well no its entire premise is scream but on top of that premise Ouch, is urban sick, legend the sick coat burn. it's wearing is urban legends sick um, burn but q welcome back listeners welcome back to another high five colon the podcast uh and as we've already mentioned up top today's episode is all about urban legends in film and it's and brought to you by the letter d for dead for de- <laughs> <coughs> But you know, really, Q, why are we doing this? Uh, why are we doing this movie? We're doing this. We we chose this topic because today, the day this episode comes out, we have the amazing new entry, and I'm sa- I'm setting it up dramatically. Uh, you- I don't know if it's going to be amazing. Uh, the new, we'll just say the entry, the a f- entry. An entry, a movie that is in the Conjuring universe, the real film that is based upon a very popular spanish urban legend mm-hmm. called la llorona i believe llorona? is how you say yeah, it i think the, i well, think the, the first l is silent i think it's llorona is it, how they real. say it in the trailer that's like a that's ya, how they ya, sing llorona. it that's how they sing it in coco is that llorona. or something like that yeah that's know. it perfect yeah. but uh the movie's called curse of la llorona that's llorona. it that's it um and it is the newest entry in the Conjuring verse. It is. It is. Um, and the and only one based on an actual legend. <laughs> maybe. Well, no, no. Um, the the uh, Patrick Wilson's family, whatever they're called. Those are based the, on true stories, that's not true. urban legends. That's true. They're based on lies that people told that that family <laughs> told. Uh, the not true, not urban legends that we all know are very real. Correct. Um, yeah, no, that's 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 fair. The Is only one based on an urban legend. Yeah, I think unless and Annabelle was, but I can't imagine it was. I mean, creepy dolls are legendary. Yeah, that's right. But this movie comes out today, and so we decided, in honor of that film, to talk yeah. about movies that were inspired by or uh, somehow uh, encapsulate the concept of an urban legend. Okay, now Q, before we get off the the movie that inspired this, so have yes. you watched the trailer to the Curse of La Llorona? I have. What do you think? Um, sure. It looks it looks like a good jump scare movie. Uh, yeah, it was probably about the tone that I would have had <laughs> saying that. Yeah, I, I would maybe take out the word jump scare in your statement. Like it looks like a movie. Like, it looks like it will be on screen and will tell a story. It looks like it stars Linda Cardellini, who... And you know, ghosts. Big fan. Um, I will say... I love Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I will say there was a scene uh, in the trailer where the girl's sitting in the bathtub, and it looks like there's curtains behind her, uh-huh. but then the, like, the old lady's hands just come up. Oh, you, you mean... it wasn't... You uh, mean when they did their version of The Grudge? Yeah, that's uh, exactly what I mean by that. Um, yeah, I, I don't have high hopes... 
for the for the curse of La Llorona. Um, but I'll see it probably eventually. <laughs> I will definitely watch it at some point. You want to see after if we can, it exists. You want to see if we can predict its Rotten Tomato score? For sure. Uh, what what is your guess? I'm gonna guess it's gonna come in at a solid thirty one percent. Ooh, I'm gonna go a little bit lower and say twenty seven. Oh god, that's All right. you just you just like uh, Price uh, the prices righted me. I you did. were like, I'm gonna go with a one dollar Bob. <laughs> one dollar Bob. <laughs> well, we're not doing prices right rules where if you go over, you're out. So if it's like thirty one or if it's thirty, you win. Perfect. And if it's anything above thirty one, you win. So Perfect. you're you know you're hoping for a good movie. I'm that's betting true. on a bad one. True. I do think my prediction is it will have a higher score than Hellboy. Well, all right. I'll give you that one. <laughs> That's what I think. I'll give I you think, that one. I'll I think the that fact one. that it's connected to uh, the Conjuring verse will earn a little bit of uh, leniency to with the critics. Yeah, you know, I don't know about with the critics. I think it'll have a good opening because of that. I think the, the Conjuring verse has done enough to, to establish itself. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the first Annabelle movie, but the second Annabelle movie was, was fine. Serviceable. I liked the first Conjuring. Um, I, 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 I really liked the first Conjuring. I, I don't the remember sequ- the second one. No, I know well, I saw it. Yeah, I think that was the one. The second one had the Crooked Man. Right, that's it, the one. It was in the British flat, yep. and it was something about someone got hit. She was an actress, and she got hit by a bus or something. I thought it was an old man died in the house. Well, he was in the flat above them. Oh, that's But it was right. about that girl in the wheelchair, wasn't it? I don't know. It's not, <laughs> I have it's no to do idea. with ghost making That movie's people very forgettable. That yeah. is our point. Yeah. That was. is our point. We, neither one of us can remember that movie, though both of us have seen that movie. And again, I know it's I know they're, it, it's both from Blumhouse, and, and I understand the dichotomy between the two, but they both have Patrick Wilson in them, and we need to not have that happen because Insidious and The Conjuring are too close. Together. That's well. Not only do they both have Patrick Wilson, but they're both directed by James Wan, and they mm. are both Blumhouse movies. So it's basically the same movie with it's different like, names. It's like which one do we want Patrick Wilson to be in? Both. Yeah. Can we it's do like, both? And he's like, I'll do. I'll do both. I'll do yeah. both. You guys saw me as Night Owl. I, I could do two characters. Yeah. Look, I'm a I real person wa- and a superhero. I was in Watchmen. Uh. So. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really jazzed about this movie. Uh, it's fine. It's whatever. I Any like new horror movie. I'm gonna be slightly excited about. That's so. what I was gonna say. During the summer, I like when my summertime is peppered with some horror. And you know, we've got Pet Cemetery just opened. Mm-hmm. We've got this movie coming out. Um, there's a smaller. A movie called The Wind that recently came out that I really want to see. Oh, I have not seen that um, or even is. heard about it. It's it's kind of looks like the Babadook in the desert. Oh, interesting. In like plantation, no, not plantation. In settler times. Oh, okay. So anyway, back to urban legends. Yeah. Uh, so everybody knows – do you know what an urban legend is, Jay? I mean, I have my understanding of an urban legend. I don't know if it's the uh, the urban dictionary definition of an urban legend. But, I mean, <laughs> my understanding is just sort of a general story that is either believed to be true because people insist that it's true, but mainly passes via word of mouth. And if you trace it back far enough, it's hard to prove its actuality. Sure. And one of the other big classifying things is it's it's – consistently told as a story as if it happened to someone within several degrees of separation from you. Yeah, that's true. Or within your general region of where you live. Like, oh, this happened three towns over to a friend's cousin's sister. Right. Now, can I tell you uh, an embarrassing uh, urban legend story? Yeah, absolutely. So this one involves me. Okay, perfect. And so growing up, I was responsible for a lot of people's stories about this because I could have sworn I would have sworn up and down with money real money cue that I saw a story on the news growing up about um, a car that followed someone flashed its lights and it was a gang initiation for and sure I grew up in Memphis and so those sorts of things weren't 
uncommon. Sure. I was convinced it was a real thing that happened. And sure. I told a whole bunch of people when they were like, oh, yeah, this urban legend. I was like, nope, I saw that happen in Memphis. That was on the news. And then, that like, was later, I was thing. thinking about it. I was like, that wasn't on the news. That nope. was just something somebody told me. Nope. Isn't that crazy, though? Yeah. But that's how that is how much urban legends permeate your your consciousness, like what you understand. And that's kind of what makes urban legends cool is on a certain level, they're totally plausible. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. Now, in the case of La Llorona, and we're probably butchering that, so uh, feel free to correct us via Twitter. Uh, we're not even right. going to pretend that we know how to actually say that so but we're we're also trying not to, we're not being disrespectful by not at all it. our we're just best attempting attempt is la lorona yeah that's our best attempt to do it um but this movie uh is kind of based off of a legend about a woman mm-hmm. who drowned her children the weeping woman i think is yes. uh, part of who, the legend who drowned her children and now seeks out other people's children to take for her own is kind of it yeah. boiled down to brass tacks. Now, interestingly enough, like I, I w- had no familiarity with this legend cue before this movie really, but I will say that in the most recent Stephen King book, the one, Oh, the outsider, uh-huh. the outsider, that legend plays a part in it, I'm almost positive. Really? Because there is a character who identifies some clue from an old Spanish horror film that she liked to watch about La Llorona. And so it became like a part of the story. And so when I was doing some research for this episode and I saw saw that trailer come out, it was one of those, is like, how how weird. This is two mentions of this thing I've never heard of in like a month. Odd. But then I watched the trailer and I was like, ah, this is a movie I won't be seeing. Stephen um, King, always timely. Uh, yeah, a couple steps ahead. Always. He's like The Simpsons or us. Right. He just knows the future. Just predicting the future. Oh, speaking of that, can I, I want to put a pin in our conversation really quick, Q. Sure. Um, I, in our last episode, the one that came out earlier this week, I mentioned something I noticed in the Twilight Zone um, Nightmare at 30,000 Feet episode. Yes. In the podcast. The airport. The airplane numbers. Yes. I did some research on this. It's not the two previous flights. Ah. But they directly reference other original Twilight Zone episodes. Oh, So the Trans East Airline, or the the Global Airlines 107 out of Buffalo was, um, that was in the the episode The Arrival from the original series. Okay. And then there was the other one, the Trans East Airlines 22, was in I don't know the name of the episode, but it's about a woman being cursed by the number twenty two. And she sees it everywhere and then she gets on a flight at the end that's that twenty two flight and it crashes. So what you're telling me is my Your connected theory, theory has still not been disproved. That's what I'm saying is it might even prove it more because <clears throat> if the old versions of the exact same story existed, that'd be weird. But if other stories in the Twilight Zone universe existed, it makes it more of a connection. Interesting. Interesting. So, <clears throat> it could have very much been them just throwing it in as a little Easter egg. Sure. Or there are enough moving tendons in this that you could be 100% right. I'm into that. I like being right. <laughs> okay, so I'll undo the pin, but I wanted to tell you that because I did research it after we t- we had our last conversation. No, that's fantastic. I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> you told me that. I, like I said, I love being right. So I told you one of mine, Q. Like, I grew up believing the urban legend of there was a gang initiation that if you flashed, you drive around with your lights off. If a yep. car flashes its brights at you to remind you to turn on your lights, the yep. car then turns around, chases them, and kills everyone in the car. Sure. And it's supposedly a gang initiation. Sure. That's an urban legend. Yep. Um. I unless, have one. unless someone can link me a news story where that happened. It what was hasn't. Yours? There I have two. I have one um was the urban legend of the house that gave out Halloween candy that had razor blades in it or needles. Oh, Did you hear about yeah. this? Well, I mean, I grew up just believing that there that that's why you tested every piece of yep. candy and and didn't need it until you got home. 
do your research on this. Not a single Never. case ever. Okay, so has I, I been want, reported with this. I want everyone to listen to this. I know this is just a simple podcast on urban legend-based films, but please pay attention to this. <laughs> there has never been a reported and confirmed case of razor blades or, or needles or needles in Halloween candy. Never. Ever. <laughs> in the history of Halloween. But as a child, just like you just said, it was just assumed. Yeah, yeah like, my parents... I, they told me, and I was like, oh, that's just what people do on Halloween is they try and kill kids. <laughs> yeah, that's so fucked up. It's also don't leave your pets outside because people will skin them. Oh, but, Jesus. But I then never again, that could just that. be because I grew up in the South. That's fucking crazy. But that, again, wasn't Halloween. That was just like any day. Any day. <laughs> uh, so that was my first experience. Now, my next one I'm, I saved for a second because it actually is one that, like this, like the legend this movie's based around, is more of a supernatural urban legend. Ooh, okay. As a child, I was 100% convinced that the Bloody Mary legend was real. And that if I said <laughs> Bloody Mary yeah. in the mirror three times while spinning around, that she would appear and kill me. Now, So much so, hold on, so much so, that I had my mom <laughs> oh, go through and cover every mirror in the house. <laughs> Why don't you just not say Bloody Mary nope. in them? Because <laughs> as someone who suffers from obsessive compulsive disorder, <laughs> I could not be trusted to not say it in the mirror because it's all I could think about. You know what? So all I could think about was, <laughs> oh, my God, don't say it, but I'm going to say it, but I'm, I'm gonna not going to say it. Don't say it. Do it. <laughs> don't do it. You'd be the worst person ever to – if I needed to trick you, I'd be like, don't press this button. <laughs> I would. I'd be you, like – Immediately as I turned my back, you would press boom. that button. I wouldn't <laughs> even wait for you to turn your back. I just <laughs> immediately just press Before I even get done saying, don't press this <laughs> boom. <laughs> what was that? The button? To press it? Yeah. You said don't to press, press it. it, right? Yeah. I just, I just went ahead and pressed that. Uh, that's, one, hysterical. Uh, two, knowing you, I totally believe that. Yeah. That that the and and three, I'm a grown ass adult and I still won't say Bloody Mary three times in the dark bathroom into the mirror. Isn't that weird? Because, because the thing about it is here, listen, I know it's not real. I know it's sure. not real. Sure. But what it's if it's dark and scary <laughs> right, in there? Exactly. It's always and, well, you know what? What if it is real? <laughs> right. It's always that what? But once again, movie, we have cinema to thank for that yeah. because that's how it always, that's always the setup is some cocksure jackass is like, Bloody Mary's not fucking real. And they go in and front he's of the a mirror. first one to fucking <laughs> exactly. die. And I'm they're like, Bloody Mary, guy. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. And they turn around and they're like, see nothing. <sighs> and then all of a sudden a knife just bursts through their face. That's, the thing. <laughs> that's what exactly how it would happen is it'd be staged like that. Okay. So we're going to back up freeze frame cocksured jock guy yeah oh man bloody mary's not real does it spin around medium close-up on his face <laughs> yeah. and yeah. then he says see it's the c that's yeah. what it is anytime <laughs> like, in any movie or especially horror movies where someone says see and then says something that arrogant, seals their fate it does it's like having sex or going off on your own yeah like it's just if you say See and then say something arrogant after that. <laughs> you're done. You're a goner. <laughs> you are done. So, um, and then a knife just bursts <laughs> yeah. straight through their face. <laughs> yeah, and then it would be and then it would be a, a hard cut to a medium shot of the other three people in the room as they get splattered with blood, with, with gore, <laughs> and they all just have this like shock, slack jawed look yeah. on their face. End act one. Move into two. Act two, the repercussions. <laughs> exactly. And then That's act what three is they've somehow found Tony Todd, and he is now explaining to them what's <laughs> happening. And then the number three is the retribution or getting rid of them. But they don't because obviously right before the credits come, there's going to be a jump scare. But that is exactly why we, even as adults, there's still that subtle doubt in the back of your head yeah. like – this is going to be the one time that it I'm gonna does be, fucking work. I'm going to be that dude. The thing is, is like, there's no stories about it working because no. those people died. Right. Exactly. It makes sense. But here, here, okay, I've got one for you, Q, but this isn't an urban legend, but it follows sort of similar principles. 
There's no movie about it. There's no urban legend about it. Okay. I would guarantee you can't sleep with your feet dangling off the end of the bed. Oh, no way. Now, that I do have just a weird, creepy story. Because something's going to touch your foot. Dude. Okay. That's how they – the covers protect you. Like For those, sure. That, that, that quilt. They're a barrier. That's a monster barrier. It's but a if shield. if your feet are over the end of the bed, free game. Those toes are gone. For sure. I, no, no feet over the edge of the bed. No hands laying off of the edge of the bed. You know what, Quentin? Here's our – Here's our next movie pitch. Okay. You know, Screen Gems is doing Screen Gems is doing that oh, horror lab. Their incubator, yeah. Yeah. Here's what we're pitching. It's called Feet Hanging Over the End of the Bed. <laughs> it's the scariest thing anybody in life deals with. I am so on board with that. Yeah. And then it's just uh the reveal at the end of the movie is it's just some dude, some serial toe sucker going house to house, just like sucking on people's <laughs> toes in their Not even sleep. sucking on, it's just like him laying on the ground with his fingers, like doing sparkle fingers, tickling people's toes. No, and he's doing that like weird like <laughs> like people can't see what I'm doing right now, but I'm I'm kind of doing sitting with my my mouth half propped open, just like ever so slightly sticking my tongue out, just like eh, I'm gonna lick your toes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is, and that's how they caught him because he actually said I'm gonna lick your toes, and like that's not a monster. And we're casting Quentin Tarantino. Sold. <laughs> well, I, it's not casting if he's actually doing it. So, that's what I'm saying. Like he's... if we film a documentary about it, then then we're on board. That's the that's the extra layer of this onion. It's a documentary. There it's it is. all a true story. That's the twist. <laughs> this is the twist. It's we like put, propsy. It's we real. Put, at the at, it's like the the blank screen that says based on a true story. That's the last frame in our movie. Exactly. That's the twist. Can we talk about uh real real life documentary twists on this genre and talk about Cropsy. I know I just Yeah, that. no, I mean Cropsy is a a great one. If we're talking documentaries and documentaries are a, like a part of our rankings, then yeah, yeah we need I, to talk Cropsy. I'd say why not? Um there are still movies <coughs> that are centered around the concept of an ur- urban legend. Right. Um it is a documentary, but it's a documentary about how basically a urban legend was born yeah it's and kind of the repercussions of said urban legend like if people if you're listening and you haven't seen cropsy like go search it out find it it is worth your time it is absolutely and it was one of those like it was a smaller documentary came out in 2009 kind of understated i didn't hear a ton of buzz about it kind of pick up picked up traction later We watched it on some, I think it was, it was on Netflix or Hulu or something. We just kind of watched it one day and, um, it's really, really good. And it, and it talks about a New York city urban legend about a convicted child kidnapper from Staten Mm -hmm. Island. Yeah. Basically. And it, and how those two things merge. So the legend of Cropsy and the true story of this, convicted child kidnapper named andre rand well and okay correct me if i'm wrong q but in that movie they basically do a little bit of an expose on the mental institution that he was in or the sanitarium and basically where the legend is is that the sanitarium just sort of closed and it's sort of instead of doing anything by the book they just released their prisoners into the the, wild inmates into the yes and that one of them was this cropsy guy and he stuck around because he had a traumatic connection to the area and he would kidnap something. children. And that was the thing. If you went near that, it was kind of a haunted yeah. place scenario. Well, and it's weird because I mean, one of the things that we'll talk about, but that movies that flow out of these urban legends is you can run the gamut on these because it, to my knowledge, the Cropsy legend was part of, Basically, like the burning with the one of those the eighties old slasher movie. Cropsy, believe, it's based off of. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Those, yes, uh-huh. and these are all based off Cropsy. Is yeah. the burning? Mm-hmm. I think Friday the Thirteenth is basically based off Cropsy. Madman from Mad- 1982. Yep, um, and then uh, I Blair Witch, Blair Witch to a degree, because sure. of the the woods and the kidnapping and everything. Yeah. It's just interesting how all that because even even movies that we're more familiar with like uh, Psycho. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre and a handful of those are also all based off the same people, the same serial killers. Sure. And that's kind of how it goes is once you find and once once Hollywood hits on that, you know, that uh, scare you to your soul kind of 
kind of thing, then they're going to exploit it six ways from Sunday, and we're going to do 75 different iterations of that. Right. Um, but you've also got um, even uh, movies like The Hitcher. The Hitcher, yeah. Which is basically, I mean, this goes back to just an innate fear. You're always told, don't pick up hitchhikers. Right. What That's kind of the what thing. The crazy what murder? if it's a serial killer? What if it's Rutger Hauer? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, and that's kind of how that's kind of how that always goes. Yeah. Oh, uh, I remember. I remember the other one based off the Cropsy legend that I that was so important, and I wanted to bring it up. Sure, Black Christmas, the original one. Okay, because that movie is based off um, that movie is based off the legend that someone has gotten released from a mental institution has come back to where his house was. Sure, and that was like one of the first slasher movies, which is why it's such a huge deal. Even uh, when a stranger calls. Is based off that legend of the guy picking up the phone and breathing into it, and the, the, the calls are coming from upstairs. Have you checked the children? All those. Oh God, that's that's another one that's basic. When a stranger calls, is yeah, love is that absolutely one. based off of an urban legend because that's how it goes. How many times did you hear people talk about? Oh, the babysitter <laughs> was was staying watching the kids, and she started getting these crank phone calls, and then. Oh no, that happened to Susie's sister's cousin. That's oh, yeah. real. And then then she called the police and they said the phone call was coming from in the house. Inside the house. And you're like, yeah. "No, nah, didn't I saw that movie too." Yeah, it's, I it starred the lady from Taxi. Come on. Yeah, it's pretty good. It actually the first half of that movie, very good. Very the second good. half, eh. meh. Um, but you've even got more like outlandish fare that enc- or encompasses the urban legend kind of uh genre with alligator from 1980 oh yeah about alligators and reptiles living in the sewers because that was something that i always heard of a lot too yeah. you got to watch make sure snakes don't come up through the toilet or <laughs> people people flushed a baby yeah. alligator and it that's, grew up that's it the grew one to be 40 heard. feet long and yeah. now it lives in the sewer it's eating pets down in the sewer yeah it's um it's crazy the ty- the level of things, but Hollywood, like I said, gets wind of these urban legends, and it's right. like that's going to be a fucking great movie. <laughs> and you know, a lot of times, a lot of times they are because a lot of times when, uh, well, not a lot. Okay, I'm going to take that back. A lot of times they're not, but every now and then someone can take one of those legends and spin it around, and you get something like Candyman. Sure. And Candyman is great. Like when Absolutely. it comes to horror movies based on urban legends, like I'm gonna fight for this one, Cube, because Candyman is awesome. It's based off of a real urban legend around the Chicago area, and based and that legend is based off of a news story about people coming through mirrors and basically how poorly this apartment building was put together. And so it all is based off of this great, not great, but like this very luscious and vivid history of that area sure and then the movie Candyman came across came along and just solidified tony todd as all of our nightmares and so actually i would love to get your feeling more on this because you kind of touched on it uh i think in the last episode we brought it up but jordan peele is spearheading yes a remake yeah of this and you were like wow never did i feel like something could be more relevant or in the correct person's hands yeah. than hearing about that. Yeah. It'd be like if someone says, man, I have this really crass, vulgar-filled, violent, historical, ironic action movie. Do you think Quentin Tarantino would want to do it? It'd be like, yeah, let's give it to him. Definitely. It's like, let's take a horror movie that's laden and th- threaded through with social commentary about the black experience in America sure. and their relationship to the cultures around them. And let's give it to Jordan Peele. It's like, yeah, let's do that. Let's For definitely sure. do that. Who better and, to usher that to the screen? That and uh, and then they just, uh, not just, but they hired the guy uh, from Aquaman to be Candyman. Now, is he going to, okay, I've heard so many conflicting reports I know he's going to be in it. His name is like, um, uh, shit, look it up for me. But the, the Yaha, um, yeah, while I'm looking, while you're looking that up. Yeah. It's, it's Yaya Abdul Mateen. That's second. it. So I've heard he's going to be in it. I've also heard Lakeith Stanfield is in it. Oh, you heard that he's in it. I heard that he yes. was being considered, but that they went with this guy. I heard that he was, I heard that they were both in it. 
Oh, interesting. And one of them playing a painter, kind of an updated version of the movie. Okay. And one of them playing Candyman, but they had not confirmed who. And I was like, I could also super get down with a Lakeith Stanfield Candyman. When he was being considered, I was over the moon. I'm looking at IMDb right now, and I know that is he the not fi- listed on it. He's not in it at all. It's okay. The only people listed as cast are the the Yaya Abdul Mateen and then Tayona Paris. Okay. Um, so those are the only two people that are oh, locked in on IMDb. Well, that's a bummer because I would have loved that. But I'm not saying it's not happening. I'm just saying I don't know. He might eh. still be considered. I would like and- Lakeith in it. I think I think this guy could do a good job. He had some good. He had some good gravitas. Do they have a black, black director mantle. attached? They do. Uh, Nia DaCosta. And does it say what is she, what she's done in the past? Oh yeah. Um, Nia DaCosta has done a, a hand a couple of things. Uh, not really anything that I'm super familiar with. She did a TV series called Top Boy, and then okay. she did a movie last year called Little Woods. Um, oh shit! She did Little Woods. Yes. Oh shit! That's actually running right now at the Alamo. Oh, is where it? I'm at. Yeah. And that Little one's Woods. got um that's got Tessa Thompson in it. Yes, it does. Um it's it's basically it's it's a familial story. Like these two sisters' mom dies. Oh, interesting. And like hell or high water. Yeah, and they have to pay back her mortgage, basically, and they have one week to do it. Oh, cool. And it's basically them dealing with these like conflicting familial stuff. It's it looks awesome. Well, she is the person who directed that. Okay, cool. And she and she wrote and directed it, actually. Totally on board with that. Yeah. So it looks like she is in pre-production locked in as um, the director of Candyman. Love it. Love, love, love it. Now I've got <laughs> another one um, that I'd like to touch on, and that is one of my favorite go-to Halloween movies, Trick or Treat. Oh, I am really happy you brought up Trick or Treat. That is an underappreciated oh movie. Oh my god, it is so it is one of like I said, it's absolutely a go-to Halloween season yeah. movie for me every year. Well, the thing about the thing I like about Trick or Treat is that it blends so many different genres. Like the story about the teacher who's the killer. Yeah. And in, in that in Trick or Treat is legitimately funny in a lot of point parts. For sure. And then the story about all the kids at the quarry is horrifying. Like unsettling horrifying yeah. and that girl i i always every time i watch trick-or-treat i look her up because i'm always confused by her um but the girl that dresses as the angel in that movie and tells that story yes. she is so good so good yeah yeah i absolutely agree michael doherty did that movie if i believe yeah it's real good correctly and he also did a seminal christmas movie around my household uh uh krampus Oh, yeah. I see. I I like Krampus fine. I like all the people in it. It's a fun one. I wish it had been gorier. Oh, I agree. 100%. I need it it to be like Gremlins level gory, and it wasn't, but it would have been perfect. I would have appreciated an R rating on that movie. Exactly. Yes, yes. And what's crazy is, uh, well, you can tell that that was totally a move by the studio. Yeah. uh, Because Trick or Treat does not shy away from gore. No. It has some pretty gruesome scenes. The the werewolf transformation scene, oh, right, is that pretty one. heinous. That, <laughs> like, one's a, that one's awesome. Uh, um, and you know me, I'm not a big gore hound, but I watched that movie and will repeatedly watch that movie. But that was a pretty like yeah. grotesque scene to watch. Um, but it deals with a bunch of Halloween night urban yeah. legends, and it's all about like respecting Halloween. So, yep. the idea of if you go around smashing other people's pumpkins, or if you go around stealing candy, yep. or or if you blow your candle out, yeah, in the pumpkin before before yep. uh, like, it's like midnight or something, something like that. And so each little segment, it's sort of like a VHS style movie where all the little mini stories tie together somehow, yep. or they cross paths, I should say. Yep. Um, is yeah is and they're each based off those little le- uh legends even one of them is that you know monsters have halloween night to come and feast like the vampire exactly story and exactly. so i love that they touched on all of those in a way that one made sense and two was an entertaining movie 100 percent, i absolutely agree 
Um, so that was one that I knew we couldn't not discuss yeah. while talking about this. I've uh, got one that, well, sure. I've got a legend, an urban legend that I want to talk about, and then we can talk about all the movies associated with that urban well, legend. Let's do it. But um, Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. I mean, Bigfoot is one of the seminal American urban legends. It's just this, some, this giant, large, petted creature that lives out in the mountains of Oregon or probably near your the house. The Pacific too. Northwest. And... And then we've had so many movies, so many stories. Gravity Falls is almost based on that whole legend. Sure. Um, so there's and there's a bunch of movies about Bigfoot. The one that comes to mind for me, I've got two. Is Bobcat Goldthwait movie. The Willow Creek, exactly. Yep. It's incredible. Have you seen it? Yeah. That tent scene yep. is so scary. It's a great movie. And once again, Bobcat. We'll just throw this out there. Bobcat Goldthwait's uh, filmography. Pretty fucking great. If you yeah. guys are not up on, he does. He has a movie called God Bless America. Uh, uh, is that what it's called? It's called God Bless America, which is great. I like uh, World's Greatest Dad or World's of Best course. Dad. Of course, and it's Rob. One of Rob Williams' best about uh, his son who who commits suicide via autoerotic asphyxiation. Well, doesn't commit suicide, but well, yes. accidentally kills he, himself. He carotenes himself. He does, and then. Robin Williams goes on to like fake how great of a relationship they had and well, how much he loved his dad. He was a failing. What's so great about that story is that he was a failing author and he was like a high school English teacher that everybody hated. And then his bully son Carradine's himself. And so Robin Williams writes a fake suicide letter. Yeah. To make his son look better. He basically Dear Evan Hansen. Yes. Yes, he exactly does that. And then <laughs> it becomes this huge success and actually gets published. Yep. And so he basically has to live vicariously as his dead pervert son. <laughs> That's crazy. It's, it's, but, but it's really good. Yeah. Bobcat knows how to make good movies. And the funny thing is, is that both um, God Bless America and World's Greatest Dad are are black comedy. So there oh, for is sure. humor there, but it hurts to laugh at. Totally. Willow Creek, straight up found footage horror movie. Oh, for sure. No humor in that one. And it's just, the dude's style is impressive because as I'll, as I'll say, we talked a little bit about Willow Creek in our found footage episode, but it's one of the better movies made in that style. Sure. What, what's, so what's the second Bigfoot movie you got? Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> <laughs> All we right. didn't we never said this this list had to be horror movies for sure it's going to ma be a majority horror movies but come on how good is harry and the hendersons it's pretty fucking great i mean yeah come on john lithgow the whole get out of here you're not wrong i know, I know you're I'm not wrong, wrong. <laughs> um so wait if that's gonna be on there does that mean we can put like gremlins on there because I mean, gremlins are an urban legend. If we're considering gremlins an urban legend, then yeah. <laughs> oh God, this is gonna open up the door for so many. Well, I guess. I movies. guess what we need to decide then is: are are we saying that urban legends, like monster stories, like Bigfoot, gremlins, vampire, werewolf, all that's out? Um, because the another one Bigfoot could... would count, but I'd say I'd say vampire, werewolf. Right. Gremlins got to be out. I was making a joke. Well, what about like? But Harry and the Hendersons could be in. Cool, <laughs> sweet. We'll talk about it. Um, what about something like the Bermuda Triangle? Is that a? Uh... Oh, I'd say that absolutely can be in. So there's a movie that you recommended to me Whole... about that. Did you enjoy that movie once you I watched very it? Much enjoyed. Called that movie. the Triangle. Yeah, is that what it's called? I think it's just. I think there's no the. Just triangle. it's just triangle. Yeah. About uh, a pair of unlucky people that stumble across an abandoned cruise ship. Yep. And then and um, all of the craziness that ensues. And they meet some other people on the cruise ship, but that's weird. It's very. I will put this out there. It's very time crimes esque. Yes. If anybody has ever seen time crimes, it is very by not by the great Nacho Vigalondo. Yeah. Uh, time crimes is. Maybe one of my favorite time travel esque, time oh, travel adjacent movies. It's great ever. Yeah, and it is also kind of a horror thriller. Mm -hmm. uh, time very travel well movie. done too. Super well done. Um, so triangle. I mean that triangle could, be could totally be on there. And that's another one that I would bet ninety percent of the people listening to this podcast have not seen that movie. And it's you can find it on streaming services, can't you? 
I want to say it was on Netflix for a while. I, I know think for that's a fact, where I saw it. I know for a fact it's on I stream it all. Um, but let most things are. Yeah, let me see if um, let me see if it's streaming. Um, another one. Can I ask you a question? Oh yes, of course. If we're kind of uh, judging what we can count as an urban legend movie and what we can't, would alien abduction count? And would fire in the sky? account because that is based off of a true story account of a man it's not a sensationalized movie about a man who claims to have been abducted by aliens and i would wager that that holds a place in the urban legend pantheon is kind of this alien abduction i don't mean alien invasion okay that's that's the concession i'll make is that if we're opening that up i wouldn't want it to be alien invasion so like independence days and uh no close encounters all out this would, would be specifically be... abducted by aliens yeah. With no like definitive like aliens land and we all met aliens. Not even Dark Skies, I don't right. think would count. Although okay. that's a real good movie. Have you seen it, Dark Skies? Uh, it is. I I didn't. I did not think I was gonna like that movie. There you go. I did. I went into I ended it being like, oh, what's this gonna be? And then it was pretty good. Enjoyed. It. Signs would be out. Oh yeah. Dark Skies out. Yeah. Um. What was that movie with Jennifer Carpenter? Um about she played like a alien abduction victim oh the um that's like the fourth session or session uh, not session nine because that's Jen- that's another Jennifer really Connelly, great movie no jennifer carpenter oh jennifer carpenter mm-hmm. let me look it's like the something tapes or something like that it's not the poughkeepsie tapes that's something no else. that's a totally uh, different although wait, wait, poughkeepsie she, she was in um quarantine that's not what you're talking about is it no 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 um, are you sure it was her and not who I yes, said? Yes, 100%. Okay. Uh, although, we can talk about this while I'm looking it up. Um, she was pic- in The Exorcism of, Exorcism of Emily Rose. She was Emily Rose. Yeah. I did. Not, I never made the connection between Dexter and that movie. Uh, the uh, shit. The Poughkeepsie tapes could also kind of maybe count. That was I mean, urban legend-esque. Yeah, it, I mean, but then we'd have to count something like the Mothman prophecies. I know that it, that's totally on there. <laughs> Are you kidding me? The Mothman like, is a huge urban legend. That's know, like but, a legitimate urban legend. But is the movie good? Yes, yeah, Mothman prophecies is. with Richard Gere. The movie is pretty good. That's yeah. a fucking great movie. Yeah. All right, maybe she wasn't in this movie. Um, let's see. I wanted to say it was like. I, don't, I, don't I know what you're talking about because I remember. I the thought movie. it was her. I but remember. Maybe it, maybe it wasn't. It's like she interviews people that believe yes. they have been kidnapped or t- abducted by aliens. By aliens. And yeah. then throughout the movie, weird things happen to her. Yes. Lord in heaven, what's this movie? I don't know. We'll find it later and we'll post it on social media. All right. But really, I was making the the argument for aliens specifically for fire in the sky. Have you ever seen yeah. fire in the sky? Oh, I love, I love fire in the sky. It's Holy great. shit. And that is a super intense movie too. And has maybe one of the most intense alien, alien abduction scenes ever. That's the best part of that movie. If I'm being completely honest, like the whole movie is great. Like the, the tension it builds, the pacing, the acting, it's all great, but there are just a handful of key scenes in that movie that really set it apart. For sure, one hundred percent. And it's as a kid, it scared the ever living shit out of me. But it had DB Sweeney in it, playing a good old boy getting abducted by some aliens. <laughs> DB Sweeney, DB Sweeney, 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 Sweeney. The uh, the movie we were trying to think of is the Fourth Kind. Is it Jennifer Carpenter? It's not. It's Mila jo- Jovovich. <laughs> oh shit. Well, but hey, if it, same if person. It, if it helps, if it helps you feel any better, I also was wrong because I thought it was Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> <laughs> so we're totally wrong. It's just random white women. Yeah. You know what? Starring in this movie. You know what? It's about time that they got that treatment. <laughs> exactly. Oh, is it white girl number one? Nope. Or white, white girl, girl number, number two. two. Yep. Whatever. Doesn't matter. They're it's all just the one. same to me. <laughs> they all look the same. 
You know oh, what? God. In my in our defense, Mila jo- Jovovich, Jennifer Carpenter, and Jennifer Connelly aren't that dissimilar. Totally. Also, we can say that because you and I also look like we could be each other's doppelgangers. <laughs> right. And most people confuse me we, with Jennifer Carpenter. Like, we are. Yes. And I often get asked if I am Mila Jovovich. And I. Jovovich? I can't tell you how many times I've been asked to show my multipass. I, I can't tell Mul- you. Multipass. I can't tell you how many times I've had the Jovovich witnesses come to my house being like, have you heard the good news of Mila? And I'm like, what? That she's making another Resident Evil movie? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> get you Jovo- Jovovich witnesses, get out of here. Oh, God. That's such a stupid joke, but it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny, though. It is so funny. I the don't want to laugh at it, but I have to. I want it. Mila Jovovich witnesses or Jovovich witnesses to start trending somewhere. Totally. Hashtag Jovovich Have you heard witness. the good news about Mila? Yes. Hashtag. Our Lord and Mila Savior. <laughs> uh, so one, need, one movie. We, no, not we're not ready to not list yet. yet. Okay, okay. We've got one more movie that we've mentioned at the top of the show and then never mentioned again. Okay, let's Which is it. Urban Legends. Yes. Urban <sighs> Legends. So let's talk about Urban Legends. All right, that's the that's the one with Joshua Jackson, right? That is correct. Oh man, that is um from what I remember, not a great. It's not movie. It is not. Um, it not it has way more people than you remember being it's in it. It's got a little too much Jared Leto. If I, remember. I was gonna say, it's got Jared Leto. It's got Alicia Witt. It's got it's Rebecca got- Gayhart. Yeah. In there. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Okay, so spoiler alert. Just like Tara the top, Reed. just oh, like right. she just was like the DJ, just like the top of our uh, our episode says, this movie may contain spoilers for movies that came out twenty years ago. <laughs> right. But at this point, that's your fault. Yeah. This movie is ridiculous in its conceit that Rebecca Gayhart is the masked killer or of- the coded killer. That manages to legitimately hang Joshua Jackson's body from a tree. Yeah. Okay, so she manhandles him into this tree. Somehow. It's all of these like impos- physically impossible tasks for someone of well, her stature. And that's the thing. Okay, and I'm glad you said stature. That's the thing about this movie that's always bothered me is they thought they were so clever and they're like, oh, well, we'll have the stunt double of the killer in the body be a 40-year-old man. Right. <laughs> and, then when, and then the 40-year-old man takes off his mask and it's Rebecca Gayhart going, hey. It's like, and you're like, no. what? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Like, I would have more believed that Loretta Devine was the killer. Like, she could have gotten sure. Joshua up in that tree. Because here's the deal. For me, I think, and I'm going to go, this was the 90s. It was way more sexist than that. I'm going to say their their big surprise was, hey, we're going to make the killer a, a woman. Lady. Nobody would Ooh. ever suspect that. And here's the problem. I'm fine with it being a woman. I would have totally been fine with it. But there is no way that a woman <laughs> that is Rebecca Gayhart's size is able to physically accomplish the things that are done in this movie. It's just not. It's just yeah, not scientifically just, possible. It, the thing is, she, like, doesn't Robert England's corpse get lifted up? Yes. Something? Yes. She's just picking people up left and right in this movie. <laughs> it's just her cradling human corpses. And I don't know about you, but people are way heavier when they're dead. <laughs> yeah, they are because they're not helping you. Exactly. Yeah. So we're talking about her easily lifting some people who, no joke, weigh a buck seventy, <laughs> twice her weight. <laughs> right. De- and are dead. <laughs> Let's not get over the fact that they are dead, inanimate corpses. They're dead. Well, I mean, I, re- I remember because, you know, looking back, I'm actually looking at the list right now. But because, you know, John Neville, Robert England, they even tried. They stuck in Daniel Harris, the like, quote unquote, they tried to, you know, the indie screen. Oh, queen. for sure. Like they're trying. They're getting everything. You mean of Halloween fame, Danielle Harris? I, I'm ta- of fame? Halloween fame, of Hatchet fame. Yeah, she has become kind of the new modern indie scream face queen. of. I'm I'm a big fan of hers. I crushy crush crush. Nice. We may let's meet get her, her on the show. Da- let's, Danielle let's Harris. Show. If you're out there listening, please. We love you and we want you to be on the show. Please, please, let's do that. Um, 
But yeah, I the thing about I remember Urban Legends coming. We're gonna out, call I, this I, new segment Danielle Harassment. Harassment. <laughs> <laughs> Harassment. Harassment. Yeah. Danielle Harassment. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so Danielle, come on the show, and we won't harassment you anymore. <laughs> Please. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing Urban Legend. I remember. Obviously, they wanted it so hard, I said it at the beginning, to be Scream. For like, sure. That's really what they wanted. That was what the, the script was. Look how clever we are. It was all of that. Like, honestly, every horror pop culture film after Scream was wearing the Scream mask. For sure. It's like how smart and I know what you did last summer. It falls in that. Yep. Exactly. Can these characters be? Valentine. I rewatched that the other day, by Ooh. the way, with David Boreanaz, because I legitimately was just in the mood for a shitty, like, slasher movie. I'll and let me tell rough. you what, that one's not even worth watching as a shitty slasher movie. No, I watched it, it again. I'm like, God, this movie sucks. Wait, is Valentine, is that the one with one of them is like an artist and they have that art installation that the person gets lost in and they get shot with like an arrow or something? Off a balcony. Right. Okay. I yes. remember that one. That and was bad. David Boreanaz, spoiler alert, is the killer. The alcoholic killer. And it's given away because he always gets a fucking bloody nose every yeah. time that he kills somebody. Yeah. He's it's like, so stupid. He's like Eleven from Stranger Things, but a yeah, killer. And a man. <laughs> but with murder and, and no Boreanaz. magic. <laughs> yeah. You know, pretty much none of the things you want. Right. Eleven from Stranger Things. Exactly. Exactly. But Urban Speak, Legend... Did you see any of the sequels to Urban yeah, Legend? Yeah, Urban Legend Final Cut. That was the only one I saw. I did not see the uh, the Bloody Mary one or whatever. Oh, I didn't I didn't know that there was a third one. Oh, yeah. There is one that came out uh, in, like, middle of uh, 2000s or whatever. What, it has, what, like, Kate Mara in it or something. What's it called? It's called Urban Legend's Bloody Mary. What? Yeah, look at... Hold on. Uh, yeah, I just looked it up. Uh, blah, 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 Ur Urban Legends Bloody Mary. On a prom night dare, a trio of high school friends chant an incantation, unleashing an evil spirit from the past with deadly consequences. It's Bloody, it's the Bloody Mary story. Oh, I feel like they tried to Halloween to this. Or Halloween Yo. 3. Is that the oh. one without Michael Myers? No, that's, uh, Hall yes, that is the one without, ha without Michael Myers. So Which, by the way... I kind of dig that one. Sure, but it's not Michael Myers related at all. Right. That so is that what they're doing with this? They're like, eh, we're just this is a spinoff. <laughs> I this I is Annabelle so. of the yeah. Conjuring universe. It's got like Kate Mara and then nobody else. So I, I think it just doesn't relate. It's directed by Mary Lambert. Oh no way! Yes way. Mary Lambert. What R are you written, doing? Written by Michael Doherty. I thought you were gonna say no. It's not. Yes, it is. Michael Doherty of Trick or Treat? Of Krampus. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I was going to say front door, but I'm just going straight for fuck. Shut yeah, the he, fuck up. He wrote Superman Returns, X2, Krampus, Trick or Treat, and Urban Legends Bloody Mary. I'm looking at it right now. This is crazy. Even Jay, the trailer. Look at the poster. That poster is terrible. You and I need to watch this movie, Jay. <laughs> we, we do. We need to watch this. Guys, if you want us to watch this and put up like a, like a special commentary, commentary let, let us know. Us know we may just do, have to do it for the hell of it. This looks terrible. Oh, I can't wait. But to now watch I kind of want to see it, especially what the hell is Mary Lambert and Michael Doherty doing making this movie? Like, it shouldn't look this bad and have those people behind the camera. <laughs> the thing is, I'm looking at some of the photos from the movie, and it looks like they're ripping a scene from Final Destination where someone gets killed in a tanning bed. What's happening? Wait, I wonder which Final Destination... Hey, do, do Final Destinations count on this? Uh, no. No? I don't think so. All right. Although they did hit on some things that I've always been told could happen, like don't ever put your hand in a garbage disposal. Well, that's every movie. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, don't also, strangle yourself with your shower cord. Like, yeah, never all those urban legends. Ne never drive behind a log truck. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, those are never stand near a barbed wire fence that's about to be exploded by a bomb, so you get cut into tr triplets. Like, never drive know, on the classic. Never drive onto a collapsing bridge. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Never. Get, yeah. You know, you know. Ooh, Jay, you know, talking about knows. this, can we one day, can we do the entire series of Final Destination? Oh, I want us to. There are only like five of them, I would so love would be to. perfect for the show. Please, let's do that. 
Halloween special. Let's just watch them all and we'll just talk about them. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. Perfect. We'll watch them all like in the span of a weekend. We'll call we'll it high final it. destination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. High five old yeah. destination. <laughs> I like high five old goes west destination. High five old goes west. Destination. destination. Colon the podcast. <laughs> yep. The destinationing. Yep. Yeah. I believe I believe the the fifth high f- uh the fifth high five the fifth <laughs> final destination movie even has just a big ass five in the title doesn't it I think didn't it they does. somehow work in a five into that title <laughs> Let me look I think I think it might just be called the final destination So stupid so dumb My favorite my favorite stupid title though to this day is still do you remember when I messaged you when Fast and the Furious Yeah uh was it eight? Oh yeah what the fate of the Furious Yes. have the F and the eight and the eight and I was like part of it. I messaged you I texted you immediately once that first poster came out and they announced it and I messaged you and I was like that's it. We've reached the (laughs) pinnacle. I don't know. I was pretty much at the pinnacle at Too Fast, Too Furious. But f- the fate yeah. of the Furious, and it's an eight, and it's the eighth movie? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, honestly, it was either that or Great Furious. <laughs> but nobody wanted Anything that. Anything that rhymed with eight, they would have yeah. put in there. Nate we Furious. <laughs> it's just and a it's guy. Just, <laughs> it's about a guy named Nate Furious <laughs> yeah. who's just... In the background of all the other movies. Nope, nope. This was the it was the Halloween three of the series. It just had yeah. nothing to do with racing cars. It's just, he had about- just heard of he had just heard of Jason Statham. <laughs> no, I was gonna say he had just heard of cars. Yeah. <laughs> he was Amish. And he- <laughs> okay, here it is. Nate Furious. Yeah. It's with an eight. In yeah. the number eight yeah. Furious. And he's about an Amish guy yeah. who's heard legend of cars and he ends up joining the gang. Yep. That's it's it. like Tokyo Drift. It's very slightly connected. <laughs> slightly. And Vin Diesel just shows up at the end. And punches him in the face. <laughs> on, and says, Amish is stupid. And walks On away. horseback. <laughs> <laughs> and then he punches the horse like in Blazing Saddles. <laughs> That's what I imagine Vin Diesel does. And then he like rolls a 12-sided die on their dead bodies. I'm so, I'm so into this movie. Die five, man. I want that. Die five. All right. So speaking of five things, <laughs> I say we put out a list. I say it's time. We've talked about a lot, and there are more that we can't we can mention. But <laughs> there's more, and there's more there's that so we many. can't. So there's so many. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's give them the legendary list. The list. This is where we make a list. The list. Three, two. All right. So we've talked right. so many different categories of urban legend movie. I know. So I mean, are we, are do we want to do a category based on, or do we want to try and and just do the top? I mean, best we can just do the top fall. the top best five because I think okay. we're gonna kind of end up with some category ones anyway. I imagine, like, I think if we're you know. Uh, I, I, t- I said it earlier. I'm going to push for Candyman. Yep. I think that needs to be in the top five. I agree. Um, I really am going to push for uh, Fire in the Sky. I know I brought that one up. I really want it to be on there. I can I can be uh, I can be totally okay with Fire in the Sky. Um, now, we didn't talk about this one, but Q, I'm curious on your take. Sure. What about something like The Exorcist? Mm, I'm gonna like, say is that too religious and too close I think to things so. that like people build lifestyles. Yeah, around? I I want to okay. save that for our top five satanic movie list. Now, I mean that's fine. I just I wanted to ask because of the legend and ur- I don't want to say urban legend of exorcism, but you right. know what I mean. Right, demonic possession. I, you know, I don't know. Okay, so well that one. I mean, I would want to put uh, a, uh, a, a, a Bigfoot movie on there, yes. whether it's Willow Creek or Harry and the Hendersons. Yes. I think Harry and the Hendersons is the better movie. I agree. Sweet. So I'll put that one on the list. I agree. Hey, you do realize that whenever we get around to doing our satanic list, we're going to have to be high six, six, six. Of course. The, of for course. the episode, right? Well, we, we could also make reference of the pentagram, which has high five star points. Oh God. Yep. All right, perfect. Stay tuned for that, so, listeners. That, 
That'll be our last episode as we accidentally bring on the apocalypse. <laughs> I was about to say, if you've ever wanted to see a demon summoned through a podcast recording, <laughs> oh boy. Check in next week. Top five chapters of the Necronomicon. <laughs> Strap in. We're reading them out loud, guys. And getting filleted alive. Top five spells from the Necronomicon. <laughs> um, okay, so <laughs> I added Harry and the Hendersons. Yep. So um, that's three. We got three, right? I would, I would yes. like to push for trick or treat on there. I would be fine with trick or treat. Would you put that on there like over Black Christmas? I would. Yeah. Those just kind of feel very similar. I would so say I, I, trick I, or treat mainly because it deals more directly with the actual legends of Halloween. You know right. what I mean? And it may outside of urban legends, which is terrible and is not going to be on this list. <laughs> Definitely um, not. Would include the most. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Well, then let's see. What do we have left? Oh, uh, what about the one that I made fun of that we actually both ended up liking, but Mothman Prophecies? I wouldn't mind that being on there. I do like that movie. Okay, well, let's let's name some of the other ones that we mentioned. Like, So we had talked about Triangle, The Hitcher. Um, we had talked about Cropsy. Yep. Oh, you know Cropsy. what? Let's put Cropsy on there. I would much over rather – oh, Over Mothman. Because okay. Cropsy, A, is a documentary, but damn yeah. is it a very fucking good documentary. All right, so what we have right now, and we might have just accidentally put them in order, but the order we have right now is number five, Cropsy, number four, Trick or Treat, number three, Harry and the Hendersons, number two, Fire in the Sky, and number one, Candyman. I'm, I might switch Cropsy and Trick or Treat. Uh, yeah, I would do that, but other than that, I'm real on board with that list. Yeah, I mean, it. I, I, uh, I agree that Candyman should be number one. Yeah, I feel strongly about that. Fire in the Sky, it, Alien Abduction is a huge legend. Sure, and once again, it is the most realistic depiction of it. It is it is not like an alien invasion movie. It's not some big scale no. thing. It's about one man's account of actually right. being abducted by aliens. And then we have number three, which is the Bigfoot legend. Harry and the Hendersons, I think a favorite of almost everyone That's in just the world a fucking, who's seen it. Absolutely. If you Cropsey. hate that movie, stop listening to our show. Seriously, what are you doing? Get the fuck out of here. Um, Cropsy at number four. Yes. And then Trick or Treat as number five. Yeah. Man, I feel good about this one. Me too, man. I feel really good about this This is one. a solid list. Some may say it's legendary. We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at my5 at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast on twitter at high the number five the podcast instagram at high five the podcast or on letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast don't forget to subscribe on itunes stitcher google play or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love what's the worst that could happen the ghosts that were hidden in this recording possessing your house? Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happened to the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.